coming up. How to help protect your partner's heart? How to help protect your physical heart? How to make your partner feel important? How to help prevent low self-esteem in your partner? How to reduce stress? And how to improve your relationship? All in one simple step. Coming right up on Marital Monkey Mania. This is John, a.k.a. The Blind Fury. And this is Tanya, a.k.a. Wife of the Blind Fury. And we are your host for Marital Monkey Mania. He's a master certified coach. She's a certified relationship coach. And he's a master certified relationship coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another Marital Monkey Mania. And I would like to give everybody a quick warning. If you are a regular listener to this show or have heard it two or three weeks, you know I have a tendency to get on my rant, which is part of our segment here, Marital Monkey Rant of the Day. And I've noticed that just about everything we do here makes me rant. Have you noticed that, Tanya? Oh, I've noticed. Well, I apologize in advance because it's probably going to be twice as bad today because of our topic. Now, when a lot of people, they go into their premarital counseling, unfortunately, they usually get this generic three things that can hurt your marriage or cause issues in your marriage. And those three things are, Tanya, do you know off the top of your head? Uh, financial issues, sexual issues, yep, sex, and what's the third one? Family, family issues, family, sex, and money. Those are the three things that cause the biggest interferences in marriage. I officially mark this down today. August 5th, excuse me, 2021, there is now officially added another thing that is the biggest hindrance in marriage. And I would venture to say it's probably almost at the top of the list. And we're going to discuss that right after this. Marital Monkey would like to thank the Invisible Man Ministries. David was mentally and physically abused as a child. He felt no one could see him, so he would yell just to get attention. Then God gave David the gift of writing poetry. It was through this writing that God began to heal David's heart. This poetry can be found in one of David's many books. To see a listing of these books, go to MaritalMonkey.com, click on Sponsors, and there you will find the information. There, you will also find a link to his podcast, The Invisible Man Ministries, bringing healing through poetry. Some of you guys may have already figured out exactly what I'm talking about. And my wife can tell you, I flip out when I see this stuff. It irritates me in my (laughs) phrase that I use quite frequently here, to no end. Well, my wife and I went to eat one night at Texas Roadhouse, one of our sponsors who we love dearly. You guys go and support them. Before we were ever on the radio, they supported us. So make sure you give a big shout out, get a big steak over at Texas Roadhouse. Well, we were sitting there one night on a date night, 
which is what married people really need to do. And she said, there is a couple over there. And of course, as you know, I'm legally blind. I can't see that far. She said, there is a couple over there who have been there the entire time. And this is a good 30 minutes in. They haven't spoken a single word to each other the entire time sitting across the table from each other. They were on their cell phones. Remember that? I remember that. It was a little weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. It's a little disrespectful and rude. So as you can tell, the the <laughs> temperature starting to rise on me already. We have got to get this cell phone attachment broken. That is absolutely killing relationships. Not only is it killing our relationships, it's actually hurting us physically. And I'm going to go through some of the things that I have researched. These are things I've taught in our marriage workshop on Monday nights. I did some research on cell phones and I found so much information that it actually became overwhelming to me. I was expecting a few things here and there, but not what I found. And I pulled out a few of the key components about cell phone usage, especially when it relates to relationships. And I want it to get in your head to let you just get a good idea of what it does, not only to your relationship, but to your mental health, so many things. And we're going to get that started right now. Now, the first one that I think is important, especially since this is a marriage and relationship show, cell phones make you less likable. Now, I did not need to read an article on the internet to tell me that. I knew that already because that's the way I feel. I have been around social gatherings. As an example, sitting at a big table, five, six, seven, eight people in one table, we're all sitting there supposed to be socializing and talking to each other. I look to the person on my left on their cell phone, person across the table on their cell phone. And I'm thinking, what is so important on that flipping device that you can't talk to me? And if you are talking to me, research shows you're not totally focused. Let me tell you guys, your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever status of a relationship you're in, they deserve more than your divided attention. Now, there is a stat that I found that said when it comes to multitasking, 98.3%-ish, I'm going off the top of my head because I did not research it before the show, about 98% of people cannot multitask. You only get little bits and pieces, which is why our memories are failing, which is why we can't remember phone numbers anymore because we depend way too much on technology. We don't exercise our brains. When we have a free moment, we don't think. We read the phone, don't we? It's what we do. So the less likable thing, because those people who are on, who are on their cell phones, especially in a social gathering, one-on-one, -on -one, whatever, when there's somebody there, I don't like them very much because I find it rude. And it really kind of makes me go, what's so important on that thing and worth more than having a conversation with me that we're sitting right here together? You can't take me home with you 
well, unless you're my wife, she takes mm-hmm. me home with her most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. But whatever's on that cell phone's going to be there in four hours, two hours, one hour. It's going to be there. So what is it that draws us to that cell phone to the point where we ignore, we literally ignore the people right in front of us? So with that, I am now going to have Tanya read you some excerpts from some articles that I've come across and all of the research I've done. And the first one is about not being liked very much. Tanya, go ahead and give us that first little bit. From the article, 11 Reasons to Stop Looking at Your Smartphone by PCM. PCMag.com. PCMag.com. Yeah, that's all right. Studies reveal that frequent peaks at your phone. Tanya, Tanya. Hey, hold on just a second. Let me let me respond to this text. Hang on. That was rude. Okay. Okay. Go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Start that over. Oh, hold on. Hold on a minute. Let me um hang on a second. Okay. All right. Go ahead. That was that was something really important. Somebody asked me how my day was going. So go ahead. Studies reveal that frequent peaks at your phone could damage your friendship as much as your eyes. A 2012 University of Essex study found that the mere presence of a mobile device can make people have a negative impression of us. In the experiment, they paired conversational partners and had them discuss recent events for 10 minutes. Half of the pairs had a cell phone visible but not used. Half had no phone. The people with phones were overwhelmingly seen as less relationable and more negative than people without them. For the listening audience, what I just did to Tanya was not, she had no idea I was doing that. Tanya, what were your immediate thoughts and feelings when I did that to you? Aggravated, (laughs) frustrated. So let me ask you, not you, Tanya, but the people listening. And I could ask you too. When you're sitting there talking to somebody and they glance down at your phone, what does it make you feel like? I know what it does to me. I, I feel like, well, I'm not worth very much. If that text message with general conversation is more important than what I'm telling the person I'm talking to, there's a point where you just like, you know what? You have your text. I'm going to go do something else. I have more important things to do than the fight, fight, fight for your, for your attention. That's right. You said that right when I did. Mm-hmm. Hey, wow. That's pretty cool. You guys just got the witness unity right here on air because <laughs> that was in stereo unless you're listening on your cell phone. Oh, <laughs> but that's what it does. And I cannot find the article, but I did read one that actually says that it can cause depression in people who are constantly snubbed. It's actually called fubbing, P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G. Fubbing means you are being snubbed by a cell phone. They actually have a term for it. So don't tell me it's not a problem. Fubbing. I don't like being fubbed. Fubbing. That is interesting. That's exactly what it's called. Fubbing. Phone snubbing. But yeah, one of the articles I I read, it's been a couple of years. It talked about the psychological damage it does to people when people look at their cell phones instead of having a conversation with 
the person right in front of them. Now, here's a killer stat for you. Check this out. On average, and to me, this is almost too low, but on average, Americans check their cell phones. Get ready for this. 150 times per day. That is an average while you're awake of every six minutes. I have something to say about that toward the end of the show because I'm going to send out all of you couples a challenge, but that's for the end of the show. So don't leave just yet. If you're on drive time, stay in your car, roll down the windows if your location is not raining <laughs> and listen to this challenge because I'm telling you, it will improve your relationship. So Tanya, any thoughts on the less likable fubbing discussion? I believe that the times checked per day is probably way higher than that. So just saying, Oh yeah. Um, but there's no doubt about it that it causes frustrations and hostility just the cell phone being present or in the room. I'm glad you brought that up because they even say you don't have to be on your phone, but they say mm -hmm. even, like if you're holding it in your hand, it's not just the person that doesn't like you, but if the phone, and I don't remember the footage, but it was like within reaching distance or even maybe within visibility, I don't know. But they said if a person has their phone near them, they are not focused on the person talking to them, even if the phone's not going off because they're like, is it going to ring? Is it going to beep? Am I going to get a Facebook notification? What about Instagram? What about Twitter? And their mind is not fully engaged. Now, in one of our studies on our work during our workshops on a Monday night, for you to create memories, there is a specific, um, oh gosh, I'm not a doctor. I don't know all the brain parts, <laughs> but there's something in the brain that creates memory. And whatever that is, it says that it must be actively engaged, not engaged, actively engaged and focused to be able to create and hold those memories. So if you're struggling with your memory, your cell phone could be the problem. They even say, if you're at a birthday party, taking pictures with your phone, don't upload the pictures on Facebook while you're there because what it does, it relaxes your brain and doesn't grasp onto the images you're currently looking at. And instead, your brain relaxes going, well, my phone's got all the pictures now, so now they're easily accessed. I don't have to remember them. There was a study with college students. They had college students go through this museum. They took pictures. They had another set of college students who did not take pictures. The next day, they were asked questions about the articles of which they took the pictures. The ones who did not have their cell phones remembered a lot more detail about those articles versus the ones who had their phones because their brains relaxed and did not grasp onto the memories. So there you go. That We weren't even planning on getting into that part of cell phones, but that's what it does to your memory. So I can only imagine if you're distracted with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, texting while you're in a social gathering, you're not creating memories because you're not actively engaged and you're not focused. You're going to have memories of it, but you're not going to remember the details. Tanya, let me ask you a question to, to prove a point here. 
what do you think of my memory in honesty? Tell all these people honestly what you think of my memory. It's almost perfect. How much am I on my cell phone reading and texting and doing things while people are trying to engage with me? Never. He doesn't okay. even answer my text messages when I'm away sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, husband, are you alive? <laughs> but see, that to me is the way it's supposed to be. Now, if the wife tries to text you, go ahead and respond if she's away. But that's the way it's supposed to be. I'm engaged with the people because it's not just me. It's somebody else's feelings that are involved when they're in my presence. And if I am not actively engaged with them, they might think I don't care. They might think I'm not interested. And you know what? What they're telling me, that might be the case. But it's still respectful to look them in the eye and listen, not hear them, but listen. Now, Tanya, one more example before we move on to the next point. Again, I'm legally blind. I use a screen reader on my computer and I am in my office a lot. When I'm involved in something, Tanya, and you walk in my office, what do I do? Guys, I did not prep her for this. These are legitimate, honest questions. What do I do when you walk in the office? He stops, turns around, looks at me, usually, almost always. Right. And why is that? You deserve more than my divided attention. Yeah, because you know if you don't do that, then you're not going to be focused on what I'm saying or doing. Right. And see, guys, we complain about our marriages, our relationships struggling and getting weaker. But how much attention do we really pay to our partner? How much are you on your phone talking, texting, posting, reading, watching stories versus how much are you engaged with your spouse? Marital Monkey would like to thank the Sicilian Bank, where the loans are as diverse as their customers. Based in Hardin County, Kentucky, the Sicilian Bank is your hometown connection with a touch of personal class. Large enough to cover all of your banking needs and small enough to know you by name and not by number. The Sicilian Bank, treating you like you are somebody. Give them a call at 270-982-4TCB at their website, www.thesicilianbank.com. Thank you to The Sicilian Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender, NMLS number 409707. Now, the next part of this I want to bring up regarding cell phones, kind of shocking, Cell phones actually cause this, these conditions, stress, anxiety, depression, less patience. Did you know that in teenagers, the, the, the suicide rate goes up or thoughts of suicide is more prevalent in teenagers? The study said that read their cell phones more than five hours a day. I don't understand how you can even be on a cell phone five hours a day. But for those youngsters who are on their cell phones that much, parents, I'm talking to you. It causes depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. It also does the same in adults, and we're about to get to that. Tanya, are you ready to read the next excerpt of the article? Same article, yes. PC Mag. Okay, read about stress. 
A study at the University of Gothenburg in Sweden attempted to measure the effects of cell phone usage on people in their 20s over the course of a year. Their findings were worrisome, to say the least. High mobile phone use was directly correlated to increased reports of depression in both men and women. The fact that our brains are being rewired to constantly expect this stimuli can also lead to stress, with another study observing significantly elevated anxiety levels in subjects separated from their phones for an hour. One study conducted by the Korea University in Seoul, South Korea, compared the mental health of smartphone-addicted teenagers and their non-addicted peers. They discovered that the teens addicted to their tech showed significantly higher levels of anxiety Depreamnia and impulsivity. And, you know, more studies that I've read, you know, I don't want to read you guys an entire magazine, but um, the fact that cell phones, they are actually, they're actually created to be addictive. I, what, what's the name of that movie or that do documentary? Um, we'll get it here in a minute. The social dilemma. The, yeah. The social dilemma. Make sure to check that out. Facebook and all of that, they design it to make you addicted. And when you hear those dings on your phone, it sends off that dopamine in your body that creates excitement. And that's what happens. That's why the cell phones are so addictive. Well, mm -hmm. but when you're stressed, here's why you're stressed. I need to respond to that text. Who was that no notification from on Facebook? I need to go read that because I commented on that. Oh, somebody texted me. I need to hurry up and respond. Well, I texted them. How come they haven't responded back yet? It causes anxiety. And then anxiety causes what? Stress. Here is a point about stress that I did not know. Stress sends off the hormone protozole. I think that's what it is. Protozole. Cortisol? Cortisol. Not protozole. What is it called? Cortisol. <laughs> Cortisol. Yes, cortisol. Thank you. Now, see, my wife has a medical background. She's good with this stuff. I'm terrible at medical stuff. Cortisol. <laughs> Stress produces the hormone cortisol. Mm -hmm. Get this. Causes chemically damaged heart tissue. Chemically damages the heart tissue. Stress does. Why do you think people who are always under stress normally don't live as long as those who just take life in stride and they don't get overworked about everything? According to a study, the cortisol levels are elevated when your cell phone is in sight or nearby or when you hear it or even think you hear it, according to a psychiatrist at the University of Connecticut. Are you sure it's not protozole that causes that? That would be cortisol. Thank okay. You very much. All right. So, so there's my point right there. If cell phones, even being within reach causes stress and sends off this cortisol in your body, shouldn't you limit it? What are our bodies? According to the Bible, it's the temple of the Holy spirit. Here's another thing I'm going to offer. And this is something I had thought about doing in the past. And I think this is a really good time to do it. Email me if you're interested in this. I am a certified group coach. If you have cell phone addiction issues, if you have issues with putting your phone down, getting away from it, how about we start a cell phone addiction group 
and I will limit the cost to super cheap because I would rather help you. But, you know, we do have bills to pay. And I attended three separate trainings to be the coach that I am today. So I have seven certifications. One of them is a certified group coach. With that, I will start a cell phone addiction recovery group. We will have other people in there who deal with the same thing you're dealing with. Let's kick this habit. There's nothing wrong with cell phones, nothing wrong with using cell phones. It's the excessive usage that's killing relationships. So I'm willing to start that group at an incredibly, incredibly cheap rate. Email for details, contact at maritalmonkey.com. The email, contact at maritalmonkey.com. Let me know you're interested. We'll get a group started and we'll kick this cell phone addiction in the rear end. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a monkey pun, but I couldn't think of anything right off the top of my head. I didn't think banana butt was appropriate. So I left oh, that one out. My I, was, gosh. Yeah. I thought I'd go with rear end instead. Oh, <laughs> oh, geez. So yes, let's do that. Once a week, we'll have a, a group. Now it's going to have to be limited to eight people. So if we have more than eight that are interested, we can create another group, but eight is the most per group that we can do. So if I have 12 that say they want to do it, we'll do six and six. So we'll work with your time and everything. I want to help. Marital Monkey Mania, the fun and interactive radio show about marriage, dating, and relationships where you get involved with Marital Monkey Questions and Answers, the Marital Monkey Rant of the Day, Marital Monkey Milestones Marital Monkey Joke of the Day Marital Monkey Couple of the Month and Marital Monkey Monkey Business All geared for you to interact with us Call us at 1-833-8-JUNGLE That's 1-833-858-6453 or visit us at www.maritalmonkey.com and submit your information there. Stop monkeying around and get to it. So, Tanya, you have any closing remarks before we close this thing out? Great topic. Well, it's it's one that's it's killing relationships. It, it truly is. You might not think that it is, but it is. Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, and he was talking about marriage. And then he said, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Well, what most people think that means is to not let men separate, that the word separate means divorce. And it does, but it also has more of a meaning to that when you study it. It not only means divorce, it means let no man cause you to be divorced while you're married in the home. It means to set apart, divide, create space between. What do cell phones do? Tanya, you can answer that. What do cell phones do? Divide, separate. It does. And it creates space between you and your partner. What God has joined together, let no man do anything to separate it. Let not John separate it. Let not Tanya Let not you separate it. Let not anybody cause separation in your marriage. Because why? What God has joined together, let no man, no thing separate. That's it. 
We're going to call it a day. Everybody have a great Thursday. Tanya, killer job on the reading. Thank you, sir. (laughs) You guys have a great Thursday. We will talk to you next week. And don't forget, we have some couples coming up. We're going to let them tell their stories. A couple of them, our celebrity guests. Um, First up will be Les and Joyce Carlson. Les is the singer for Blood Good, the Christian rock band that's been together for quite a while. And then later on, we're going to have the lead singer from Petra, John Schlitt, and his wife coming on to join us. And they're going to tell you their story as well. So be listening for that. And again, thanks for listening. You guys send us a message, 833-8-JUNGLE. Go to our website, fill out the form, send us some stuff so we can read it on air or have your voice play right here on the show. I think I've said bye, but I'm going to say it one more time. (laughs) Guys, have a great day. Talk to you next week. And oh, get off your cell phone. Marital Monkey is a ministry of the Blood Wall Ministries. www.thebloodwall.com